Well, hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Gruber here at the Word of the King. Holiness Bibles for the Blind. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 tells us that where the Word of the King is, there is power. We may say unto him, What doest thou? Hello there. This is Missionary Kenneth Wolfgang here today on the Word of the King, bringing you the first half of a two-part series of a set of messages sitting in for evangelist Timothy Groover who is unable to take the word of the king who has asked me to sit in for him so we are glad and proud to do so and greatly honored as he has asked us to sit in for him so we hope that you'll enjoy the this set of series of messages as they are presented and we ask you to listen in and then, of course, come back for when Brother Tim does come back because we do miss him and always ask you to always pray for Brother Tim as he is serving the Lord over there in Israel. So we ask you to continue to keep Brother Tim in prayer, not only for where he's at, but for him right here at the Word of the King here at Holiness Bibles for the Blind. So let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father... Lord, we ask you now that you would just touch us, Lord. You would bless. And, Lord, that you would just touch right now this message, Lord, this very special message, Lord, that's going to be, I believe, not only a blessing to Brother Tim, but also to others who will listen. And, Lord, for once it's also a testimony of myself again. But this time, Lord, I know that it's also a testimony of Brother Tim and some of the trials that he's going on right there in Jerusalem, Lord. And I know that once he hears it, he might even want the person who's been giving him the trials and the grief that he's been going through maybe to listen. Because maybe then they might hear the truth of the Scripture. And that they could see the real truth behind what the Bible has to say. Because it's been in the book for a long, long time. So, Lord, help us now to see your truth. In the name of Jesus, we ask all this that you would bless. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay, now, what I'd like us to do is open our Bibles today to an Old Testament set of scripture, which for you that are out there in the Holy Land, I think you'll appreciate because you that are Jewish and uh, those of you that are are Jewish there at the Holy Land would appreciate this because some don't know this. I am part Jewish. My bloodline of being Jewish is very, 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 very thinned out. So <laughs> with all the other Heinz 57 varieties um, that I got in me, it makes mine very thinned out. But I am part Jewish. So, uh, But I have tended to love to study some of the things that are in the law. And the message I'd like to bring today is this. Does God only call the whole to the ministry? Does God only call the whole to the ministry? 
I'd like us to go to the law, the book of the law. We're going to first start, though, with some of the books. Uh, first in, just before one of the books of the law, Exodus, we're going to start there, and then we're going to look into another book of the law. But we're going to first look in Exodus chapter 4, Exodus chapter 4, and we're going to look in verses 11 to 15, Exodus chapter 4, verses 11 to 15, and in studio, right here in the uh, um, studio, in the uh, recording studio today, we have my wife who's going to read to us today, my lovely wife who's going to read us our verses today and take us through the Word of God as we read, behind the microphones, Exodus chapter 4, 1, Exodus chapter 4, 11 to 15. Follow along as she reads these for us today. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth, or who maketh the dumb or deaf, or the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. And he said, O my Lord, send I, pray thee, by the hand of him whom thou wilt send. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well, and also, behold, he cometh forth to meet thee. And when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart, and thou shalt speak unto him, and put words in his mouth, and I will be with thy mouth, and with his mouth, and will teach you what ye shall do. All right, and now... Let me have you consider something about the verses just read. Notice what it said there about Moses. Something interesting. Who was Moses? Moses was a Levite by birth before there was ever a Levite priest. He was the one who anointed Aaron as the first priest. Interesting, isn't it? And what did he say when he was called to take the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt? Never knew that trivia question, did you, preachers? Big trivia question, isn't it? Who was the first preacher? An inconvenienced person. It was not somebody that was whole. It was somebody with an inconvenience. Hello, preachers. Stick that one in your exhaust and smoke it a while. Because it was. It was not someone with all their faculties. It wasn't someone with two good eyes, in, in this case. It wasn't someone with perfect speech. Moses openly admitted. He said, I ain't got perfect speech. I'm slow of speech. He was stumbling and bumbling. Something like the guy that I've heard of named David Ring. Stumbling and bumbling. But he was with, he, 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 and he, he was using it as an excuse. Well, wait a minute. Let me tell you something. I don't use it as an excuse that I'm blind when I'm a preacher. I just say, Lord, use me. But you know what, you preachers? You abuse me. Amen. That's right. And you know what? 
Now, speaking of the law, take a look over Leviticus chapter 21, verses 1 to 24. You guys want to take us and put us right back. You say, oh, well, the Old Testament, the cross took and put away the Old Testament law. But why is it that you want to put us right back in the Old Testament? Oh, yes, preachers, yes, preachers, yes, preachers, and now I'm stepping on your toes. Now you got quiet, but that's exactly what you've done. You want us back in the Levitical priesthood, back in the law. Yes, you did. Go read it. It says right there, in the Levitical priesthood, in the Levitical law, it says if a person is blind, or if they had a crook in their, didn't have their, had their nose crooking, or if they didn't have an ear, or if they had a blemish in, on their forehead, or, or whatever, if they had a crooked foot, or whatever, could be in the priest, oh yeah, well, you could feed them. Yeah, go ahead and feed them. You could let them be, you could let them be in the ministry. Oh yeah, well, yeah, you could let them be the son of a preacher. Be to let them be a daughter of a preacher. But heavens, no! Don't let them behind the pulpit. God, that would ruin everything. Ooh, that would spoil it all. Ooh, it would pollute it. It would pollute the church. Ew. It would give us worms. Uh, excuse me. You have taken and put the New Testament church into the Old Testament law again. Go read your Bibles. The King James Version. Not your Old Testament. Old Testament NIV, thank you very much. You're never inspired vomit. Read the King James right there. It says very clearly that if a person was blind or whatever, he could not be a Levitical priest. But yeah, you could feed him. He could eat, but he could not be a priest and go near the hallowed things. He could not take part in doing the service. And that's exactly what you preachers do. Now, I want you to consider something. I want you to consider something very important. A part of the law. Once again, once again, I want you to take a consider a part of the law. And then we're going to jump to the New Testament, and then we're going to come back to the law and then see something that Jesus said. We're going to look at some Jesus said. We're going, to, we're going to jump around a little bit in your Bible. Hopefully you've got your Bible. But most of you probably reading your NIV and wouldn't know a, a real King James Bible if, you, if one hit you in the head. But hopefully you got one somewhere. Uh, get the dust off it and read it. Okay? Let's take a look at the Levitical Law. Leviticus chapter 19. Leviticus chapter 19. We're going to look at verse 14. Leviticus 19 and verse 14. Let's see what the law has to say to you preachers. Thou shalt not curse the deaf, nor put a stumbling block before the blind, but shall fear my, thy God. I am the Lord. All right. Now, preachers and any of the rest of you, I want you to consider something. Now, 
Notice what it just said in the law. It says you're not supposed to put a stumbling block in the blind in front of the blind or curse the deaf. Meaning you're not supposed to be out there basically to anybody with an inconvenience of any kind throwing something up in front of their way. And that's in the Old Testament law that you so much love. Hello, Jewish folks, in your own law. Now, there's a lady. Now, this is where it comes into Brother Tim, as well as my own testimony. I have had a stumbling block thrown in my way as an inconvenienced blind person from the day I was called to preach in 1990. And, and those of you that are curious about that, just go under on the website here. After you're done listening to the message, just go under About Us and just go down there to, to my Missionary Ken Wolfgang, my page, and you go listen to my, uh, look at my page, and you'll see when I was called, you can actually hear the altar call. And then you, if you want the sermon, you could get it right there for your charge, okay? But the whole thing is, and you can download it. Now, the whole thing is, the whole thing is... I've had a stumbling block from preachers ever since 1990 from preachers because of that, because of being blind. Bro- Brother Tim is getting a stumbling block from people for what? Epilepsy. Now that is so disgusting it makes me want to throw up. All because of that people will use any and all excuses. Oh, well, what if he's in the pocket and has a seizure? Wait a minute. Uh, doctors, look, diabetes is a, yes, it is a disease that is chronic, but it's also controllable. So isn't epilepsy, so isn't most blindness-related disorders, etc. Get your head screwed on straight. Most disorders this day and age are not as bad as they used to be. They're not anywhere as the way they used to be years ago. God has given wisdom to man to take most chronic diseases that would have been deadly and now have made them just controllable. Oh yes, eventually because the body does decay and according to Romans 6.23 for the wages of sin is death that means we're all going to die well that's just the way it's going to be we all die for it is appointed unto man once to die but after this the judgment we're all going to die well the fact is hey that should not stop us now take a look in a very famous scripture you preachers and everybody else that says well the Bible doesn't say that you inconvenienced folks should be doing anything for God I want you to take a look at what the one you call master the one you call your Lord Jesus Christ if you say you're saved you call him your Lord well I want you to see what he has to say about it what does he say about sin in the life of a person who's inconvenienced. Did that person sin? Or did their parents? 
since you all seem to say that it's them or their parents that sinned, let's see who he said is at fault here. Let's find out who he blames, since you like the blame game. Let's see who he says. John chapter 9, verses 1 to 3. John chapter 9, verses 1 to 3. And let's see what it says in a King James Bible. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Okay, now, if you noticed, so, what did he say? Did he say it was the parents' fault in the blame game? Did Jesus say it was the parents' fault in the blame game? No, certainly not. Did he say it was the, the person's fault that they're inconvenienced because they sinned? No, certainly not. So quit putting stumbling blocks in the person's way. No, Jesus said, no, it's so that the works of God could be manifest in them. What you need to do is let God work in their life and get out, get it out of their hair. That's what you need to do is get out of their hair. Uh, let me ask you a question. How would you like it? How would you like it if someone did it to you? Ooh, you don't like that question asked to you. Well, then, let me take you to two scriptures so that you know it's in the Old Testament law for you folks that like to go to the Old Testament. and uh, For you that don't think this is in the law, we're going to show you that not only is it Old Testament law, but it's New Testament too, because Jesus quoted the Old Testament law when he said this. It's one of my favorite texts of the New Testament that I live by, but it's an Old Testament law. First, you're going to notice Leviticus 19 and verse Leviticus 19, chapter 19, verse 18, and then you're going to hear, right compared to it, my wife is going to read them back to back, Leviticus 19, verse 18, and then she's going to read you right with that, Matthew 7 and verse 12, Leviticus 19 and verse 18, and then she's going to read you Matthew 7 and verse 12, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, and then Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. And listen to what both of them say, and you're going to be surprised that Jesus quoted an Old Testament text when he said what he said. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. That was Leviticus 19:18. And now Matthew 7, 12 says, Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. All right. Now, did you notice the two things that were both said? Jesus repeated what it was saying in the Old Testament. He said, Whatsoever ye do... Would that men should do to you, do ye to them likewise, for this is the law. Hmm, where did he get that? Hmm, wonder. I could tell you. 
I could tell you. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. I can tell you exactly where he got it. He didn't get that out of some, uh, 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 out of the Book of Mormon. He didn't get it out of the uh, Kingdom Hall. He didn't get it from Joseph Smith, the Pearl of Great Price. He didn't get it from the Pope. Oh, he got that from the Old Testament. He got it from the Torah, the Old Testament law. And he just repeated what he knew that what he wrote. Why? Because he's God. He's the one that you guys call God. He's the one that you Christians call God in the flesh. And what he repeated what he had written down years ago. And he told Moses. He repeated what he had already told Moses, and he's now repeating it to you. And you know what? And the way he said it in Matthew 7, he didn't say it was the law and the prophets. He said it is, present tense. So you know what that means to you, Christian? The way you treat me, the way you treat Tim, the way you treat any other inconvenienced person, is the way you treat Jesus. Oh, well, you don't believe that, do you? Uh, well, then you re- need to go over there to Matthew 25 and read verse 40. Jesus said, Whatsoever you done to the least of these my brethren, hmm, who are his brethren? They that do the will of my Father which are in heaven, you've done unto me. So... <laughs> Hello, you don't like that Bible, you better go and, and no wonder you like the NIV. Amen. No Hey, if you won't amen me, people, I'll amen myself. Because you know why? Because that's the book. Now, for you preachers out there that don't like inconvenienced folks in your pulpit because you like the Old Testament law, and say, well, it ain't New Testament. We got to stick to the Old Testament. We got to do it that way. Well, it ain't New Testament. We got to do it New Testament. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, preacher, okay, yeah. You're right. We should do it New Testament way. Okay, then. A New Testament preacher or pre- a New Testament preacher or pastor, what is the requirements for him? Does it say in the Bible that he has to have what the Old Testament law said? Did it say he had to have two good eyes, two good ears, a good voice, a good speaking voice, two good legs, two usable arms, perfect health, two good lungs? Hmm. Did it say that? Did it say he shouldn't have epilepsy? Did it say that? Let's find out. Because I believe Paul gave us the answer to that question. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. In a King James Bible, clearly give us that answer. And I want you to read this along with my wife 
in a King James Bible, but if you don't own one, go ahead and get on our ministry, and we'll send you an audio Bible in the King James Version happily. That way you get the right Bible and get rid of your comic books. Amen. Because you need the real deal and get rid of that comic book you've been reading. Amen. Get your King James. First Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. Let's see what the real requirements of a preacher is supposed to be. And let's see if it says he has to have perfect health. This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, nor striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous. One that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Well, I didn't hear anything about um, two good eyes there, did you? I didn't hear anything about two good ears and uh, uh, the word on his nose or the crooked nose or the flat foot or a wheelchair. Hmm. Must have been in that NIV you've been reading or the ASV or the Living Bible. I don't know what version you've been reading lately, but... I don't know which Bible you've been reading, but it sure ain't in the King James. Maybe it's that New World Translation you've been using lately, and, and, and you slip it in there. I don't know what you've been reading, but it sure ain't in the King James. You need to be getting asking us for a Bible, because you need a new one. Because the, old, the good old KJV is sure a lot better than that nonsense that you've been reading. So, as we get Brother Tim to close us out, in some very familiar words. We ask you to think on this, preachers. And for those that are bothering Brother Tim, those that God calls is not just the whole. God calls who he will. And a lot of times, it's all... The ones he calls may be the weak because those who are weak, he makes strong. So, I just want you to think on this point as you listen to Brother Tim, that you don't always have to have the best preacher. Maybe God wants you to get that inconvenience preacher, that inconvenience missionary, that inconvenience evangelist to come to your service, to come to your little gathering. Because it might just be that one inconvenienced person that might just win that lost soul that you couldn't reach with those crowd of big preachers that have all their faculties. Maybe that's who you need to get behind your fancy pulpit. Maybe what you need to do is get rid of the frills and bring in the humble. Get humble there, preachers. Get humble. Because God uses the 
weak things of this world to confound the wise. Now let's listen to Brother Tim in his famous closing remarks. Well, we're told, but as many as are the works of the law are under the curse, for cursed. Be everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, we're told in the book of Galatians. Oh, but here it is. But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Repent ye, and believe the gospel, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, shall cleanse you from all sin, for if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Menial, mortal, sin, whatever you call it, all unrighteousness, God is faithful to forgive those who confess their sins to him through faith in Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection alone, for by grace he is saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works. Call upon the Lord today. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Till next time, God bless you and yours.